Hey guys, um, I want to start off talking today about Dennis Schroeder, the bag fumbler, and uh, you know the thing with Dennis Schroeder and this is that this isn't the first time this has happened. You know, like people obviously are gonna mention Nerlens that happened to him, who got like a big he got he got traded out of Philadelphia at a pretty good like I guess second half of the year with Dallas, and they wanted to re-sign him, and Nerlens was like. No, nah, I'm good. I'll just take the qualifying offer. And I do think, I feel like the Mavericks screwed him over on that because out of spite, I feel like that's what happened. And I feel like the Mavericks, if you really look at it, like there's definitely a conspiracy theory to be had there where they, where they do that with players that just don't fit into where, where players that don't do what they want them to do. Because they obviously wanted Nerlens back. And he said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to take the qualifying offer. Uh, One-year qualifying offer. And then there was, like, a player like Rondo where they just couldn't make him fit. So make make him fit into their system. So they were like, fuck that. You know, we're not going to add plays that make you better, that you're comfortable with. Instead, we're just going to do this dumb shit. You know, you know, we get that you're at 28. I think he was 27, 28 year old. But fuck that, you know, you got to fit into our system and that's it. So it's like, they definitely have something because I don't understand why Nerlens wasn't playing a lot for them the year after that. Like, Nerlens had a great year. He just, like, Nerlens is a good player. Like, he's a type of center where you probably don't want him out there for 30, 40 minutes against, like, nightly. But he could definitely be like the, like the, not I don't want to say token center, but like kind of like the token center where it's like, you know, when uh, the Warriors used to have Bogut out there, Zaza out there, you know, because you don't want like Draymond playing center forty eight minutes. You don't want someone like Anthony Davis playing center forty eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like he's he's that type of center where it's like he's good enough he can start, but. Ultimately, what you're going to do is you're going to have your power forward, like, go to center. Like, so he's just, like, you know, relieving dumb of playing 48 minutes of center. And, like, he's a productive player. He's a good, he's a good player. So, you know, and Nerland is just, he's like, he was barely getting any minutes the year after that for some reason. Like, I, I never understood it. And I'm going to blame Rick Carlisle because I like Nerland. And I don't like, I, I kind of like Rick Carlisle, but I don't like, I'm not like, I don't love Rick Carlo or anything like that, and I really do like Nerlens a lot. So I'm going to blame that on the Mavericks and Rick Carlo. So Nerlens turned down a big deal. I think it was like four years. I think it was 60 mil. Four years, 60 mil maybe. And, you know, the Mavericks screwed him over, so he didn't get a big deal. And then he was just signing one year's places. Um, And now he got a pretty decent deal out of New York. Still young guy. He had a great year. You know, Mitchell Robinson went down, he filled in, and he was really good. You know, the thing with him is he's just so skinny that, like, he's a good, like, I, I do think that it's interesting. I would have liked to see him, seen him in with uh, Minnesota because Cat can be, like, that floor spacer, but Nerlens could be, like, like, I don't understand why Nerlens can't be, like, a Giannis-type hub defender. Where you have him in the corner and then, you know, in pick and rolls, this guy is coming off and, you know, protecting the rim like that. I feel like, I feel like there's a role for him like that. 
but it has to be next to a, you know, shooting big. Um, because for it to work on offense, I think it has to be next to a shooting big. Even like, you know, we just talked about Dallas. I feel like him and KP, I feel like it could work there. Um, what else? Uh, so yeah, it, it, like Dennis fumbled the bag. Um, but I think, you know, people are going to talk about that, but I don't have a problem with players saying, yo, I'm worth more than that. And I think I can get more than that because we do have examples of that working. You know, I remember 2013, maybe 2014, it's probably 2013, where Jimmy Butler had a, like a 39% field goal shooting season, like 28% from three. You know, he had a elite defensive year, like amazing. He was playing like 40 minutes a night in the playoffs, um, guarding LeBron, you know, holding LeBron to like a pretty good field goal percentage. And, you know, I thought he was like a good not a 3 and D guy, but I thought he was one of the better, best defensive players in the league. But, and I think the Bulls offered him four years, 40 mil. I think that's what they offered him, and he said no. He said no to that. Because he said, I could be better, and the next year, I think he was an all-star. Averaging like 20 points a game or whatever. And, you know, I think he got four years, 90 mil after that, or five years, 90 mil. I can't remember exactly. So he bet on himself, and he, he was right. He got a lot of money out of it, and, you know, we know what Jimmy Butler is now. He just signed for, like, four years, 200 mil or whatever. So, you know, there's a lot of players that are like that, and it does work out for them. So I don't have a problem with it. I, I felt bad for Nolan just because he hadn't made any money. I feel bad for players like Isaiah Thomas when they, don't, when they haven't, like, made big, big money. For Schroeder... I don't feel that bad for him just because he already got paid before. Like, I was looking at his career earnings. He's already made 70 mil. So it's not like he's made only, like, 30 mil in his career. And this was about to be his big payday. And he lost out on it. You know, so he's made 70 mil. And, um, you know, now he's with the Celtics for 6 mil. It was interesting because he wanted the 9 mil, the full tax, the full, uh, what is it, the mid-level? So he wanted the full, but he said, I wanted a two-year. That didn't make any sense to me because it's like, with a, with, a, with a player option, I guess. But that didn't make any sense to me because are you saying, are you now this, you know, uh, fragile and not confident in yourself where you're like, oh, I might have another shitty year. Or I might, not, I might have another disappointing year. So I need to make sure I get, you know, two nine mil years because... I don't know if I can do another, like, good year and get paid. So, like, it looks if, like, for him to be, like, I want the two-year, you know, 18 mil, that sounded to me like someone that's lost some confidence. And that's concerning. I feel bad for him. That I feel bad for him in the sense that, you know, you, okay, I don't, I don't feel bad for him in the sense that he's lost the money. Because he's still going to be making six million, he's already made seventy mil. I feel bad for him in the sense that everyone's just piling on now. It's getting to the point of like bullying. You know, I I think that's a little much, and that's that's what I don't like. But I don't feel bad for him like losing the money really. Um, and he's going to have a chance to make it back. Like like there like there's possibilities that. You know, he has a great year with the Celtics. I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. But, like, you know, he's only 27. He's going to turn 28 in September. 
there's possibilities where like he has a good year and he signs for four years, 70 mil or whatever. You know, so like I could definitely see that four years, 60 mil, you know, someone gives him 15 mil a year or, you know, he has a good year and, um, you know, one team, a team wants to give him like one year, 15 mil, and then he leverages that into like even more money because, you know, he has a good starting year and like, yeah, like he, like he could make that money back still. Maybe not as much, but he can make a lot of that money back. And if he really wants to make like the entire money back, like he can, he can just go fight like Logan Paul or Jake Paul, you know, just go, just go do that. And you'll make some like, you could definitely make your money back fighting Jake or Logan Paul. You know, Nate Robinson, I'm sure, got a check, and like Nate Robinson's been retired for like five years at least. I can't remember the last time I saw Nate Robinson playing basketball. I think it was in, like, a Bulls uniform, so maybe, like, 20... Although, I think I saw him when LeBron was still with the Heat. I think that's when... The, that's when the, that's the last time I saw him. So that must have been, like, what, 2014? So he hasn't been in the league for a long... I'm sure he's been in the league. Maybe he played, like, a couple games for some other teams. But that was the last time I remember seeing Nate Robinson. So, like, it's been a while since he's been in the league. Imagine fighting, like, an actual NBA player right now. So, I'm sure, like, Jake Paul would cut him a check, like, 20 mil, maybe 10 mil. And, you know, he's a great hype man. You know, Dennis is kind of a troll, too, so, like, the trash talking would be good there. So, he could make, you know, 20 mil off that and, uh, you know, sign a contract that's 60 mil. You make the, you know, extra 20 mil from the fight. Now you recoup the, the money that you lost out on. So, yeah, you got it back. But just speaking on him with the Celtics, I think it's a good. I think it's a good signing for the Celtics, just because. <clears throat> even though I didn't like him with the Lakers as much as a starter, and I still don't like him, I do think he's. I do think he's a good player, and I do think he's a starting caliber point guard in the league. I just didn't like him with the Lakers like that. You know, that was my problem with it. I just didn't like him with the Lakers as the starting point guard. Um, with the Celtics, though, I, I don't mind it. Like, because you now you can do a lot of different lineups. You can do, like, a, um, you know, Dennis, Marcus, Jalen, Tatum, Time Lord. You can do a, you know, Marcus, Jalen, Tatum, Horford, Time Lord, and have Dennis off the bench coming on with, you know, Peyton. You can uh, Aaron Neesmith. Uh, Romeo Langford looks pretty good in the summer league. Like he looks finally healthy. Like he had a he had a dunk where it was a where he took off with two feet, and I swear he was looking right at the rim and he dunked it on someone. Um, he looks pretty good. Like I feel like he he could have a nice year. Uh, Grant Williams and Horford obviously no, not Horford because Horford would be starting. So not Horford, I guess. Uh, do they still have Moses Brown or I don't even know. That trade that that trade has happened yet? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, so like, there's a lot of different lineups you can go with. You know, he might be closing some games. He might not be closing some games. But like, he's he's a type of point guard where he's he's not just a backup point guard. He's a backup point guard that can close with the starters. So like, he's a good player. And um, what what's interesting to me is what this means for Marcus Smart because if Dennis Schroeder has a good year 
do you really want to keep Marcus Smart as well at like 17, 18 mil? Because I like Marcus more than you know Dennis Schroeder, but I don't like either one of them really as guys like volume scorers. And Marcus loves shooting the fucking ball. Dennis Schroeder likes to shoot the ball. Um, if we're just talking about creating and playmaking, I think Marcus is a better decision maker, but Schroeder is a better playmaker. Because Schroeder can get to the pin and he can create like that. Marcus is he he he's a good like set runner. He runs sets for you pretty well, but he's not a guy that like he doesn't break his man down, get to the rim, pass it. Like he's not he's not great with that. Um, but I do think I think when you put them together like that that does work because Marcus can guard one twos or threes. You know Schroeder's a good defender. Jalen can guard obviously one two three and some fours. Tatum, Tatum as well, one, two, three, and four. So, defensive, they should be good. You know, they added another another guy that can give you fifteen to twenty a night. Uh, my my worry was I I really like Payton Pritchard. I think he's one of the better backup point guards in the league. And the and the thing now and the, what he provides is, you know what, uh, shorter doesn't, which is that Payton is like a forty percent three point shooter. And he does it on volume, and he does it from range. Like he'll shoot from like three, four, five feet behind the line. Like, and he's pretty good at it. And like the thing, the thing that impressed me with Payton was, for a guy that's only like six feet, six one, he finished really well at the rim. And that's what I like to see with the smaller guards if they're gonna last in the league. Can you finish at the rim? And he could do that. Like he had, he had, like he got it to the glass really quick. But the thing with him is he's a backup point guard. Where he's just strictly a backup point guard where I only want him to play, you know, 12 to 20 minutes a night. Schroeder's a guy where he's a backup point guard, but I want him playing like 24 to 30 minutes a night. And if he's on fire, he can like be in the closing lineup. So I do want, like, we're, I bet we'll see a lot of, you know, Dennis and Marcus playing together. I bet we'll see a lot of... Uh, Payne and Dennis playing together. I bet we'll even see some uh, Payne, Dennis, Marcus. Like, there's no doubt. I think we'll see some of that as well. Um, but yeah, I think that was a good signing for the Celtics because, like, Dennis is a good player. Like, he's a guy that's going to give you 15 to 20 points a night. He's going to, you know, create for others. Like, he's fine. Like, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be good for them. Um, what else happened? Did any did any other big news happen? That I don't I don't like watching the summer league. Uh, I watch the highlights, but I don't like. I'm not going to be watching summer league basketball. It feels too much like college basketball to me. Where it's, I don't. know, It's just not fun. Like I like when you like NBA basketball. I'll watch the two worst teams in the league, but I just don't like watching like the two. I I, I wouldn't watch the two best college basketball teams. There's just there's just something about basketball, like college basketball, summer league, G League. Like, I'm just not a fan of it that like that. But from the highlights, Jalen Green looks really good. Um, his Like, his athleticism and his footwork is what shocked me because, you know, a lot of times finishing over bigs, it has to do with your footwork. Like, Steve Nash was great at this where he, he, he took off from the wrong foot. And that always, like... When you're counting, when you're sometimes you're counting like the rhythm and the steps. And Steve Nash always went off with the wrong foot, so like he threw bigs off their rhythm. 
Jalen does some of that, and he's also like he, he can contort his body in mid in mid air. That puts Biggs in like a pretty tough position. So, like he's been really good. He shot the ball well. Free throws really well. Uh, Shangun looks really good too. His post ups really nice. You know he's blocking shots at the rim. Like that's the type of stuff where it's like it is a summer league. Like we have to we have to remember that. Uh, I heard fucking Michael Beasley's playing. I don't know why the fuck he's playing. I didn't even I didn't even know like players like him were allowed. I honestly had no idea. Kenneth Freed, I heard, was playing. I had no idea, like, senior citizens were still allowed to play. Even though Kenneth Freed is only, like, 31. Beasley's only, like, 32 or something still. So, that was just strange to see them. Brandon Knight, I heard, was playing. Like, that was pretty strange. Um, any other one I want to tra- talk about? Uh, Kelly Oubre to the Hornets. That's interesting because I feel like they don't have a backup big. Like, they have Mason Plumlee, but, like, who is their backup big right now? Is it, are you, are you just going to go Mason Plumlee playing 30 minutes a night? Then they're going to have, like, Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington playing, like, backup center? Like, I don't mind that, honestly. Like, I think that's fine. Because it, <clears throat> in the lineups that you have that, you would still have, like, like a Miles Bridges out there who's six 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 seven. You have Pijo six six. No, he's six seven six eight. Uh, Gordon Hayward six seven six eight. Now you got Kelly Oubre six seven six eight. So like, you have a lot of players that can cover for it. If it was like Pijo Washington, then you had like a bunch of guards out there. That would have hurt. Um, but I, I feel like. Ubre doesn't really fit next to them that well. Like, he fits in well with them in transition because you got LaMelo running it, then you got, you know, Bridges on one side, you got uh, Ubre on the other side, you got PJ Washington trailing. You know, that works. But in the half court, I feel like with LaMelo, you need, like, enough shooting. And I just don't know what Ubre's role will be on this team. Is it off the bench? Are they starting? Are they going to trade Terry? Are they going to go big lineups like that? Because that's the... Like, if I have a point guard like LaMelo, where it's 6'6", I'm trying to stay big. Like, I think that's the best way to use these guys. And I... Like, Terry... If Terry was, like, 6'5", I would have loved it together. But Terry's, like, 6'1". That's why I don't love it together. Love them together. So, I would be looking to trade Terry, honestly. Um... And there's a lot of teams that would want Terry. Like, Terry's, like, a really good player. And, you know, he's a starting point guard slash shooting guard. He would be great next in, like, Dallas. I think he would be great in Dallas. I don't know who you'd get back for him. Maybe, like, a... Uh, I don't I'm trying to think if... Yeah, I think I think a Tim Hardaway Jr. for Terry Rozier works. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I would do that. Because... You know, you got Luca, who's the point guard, because Terry's not really a point guard. and uh, But Terry is a secondary ball handler. And on top of that, he's a you know high-volume, good three-point shooter. So you have that. And you have, so you, now you have two guys that, like, Luca can get you 30 to 40 a night. Terry can get you 20 a night. And you just hope whatever, like, Kristaps can get you is, like, the extra there. Now you don't have to rely on Kristaps to get you 20. You have a guy in Terry that can get you 20. like, And he can, like, space the floor out. So, like, 
I think that that would work, but that's if they want to do it. I don't know if they want to do it because you know Tim Hardaway and Luca they have they have good chemistry together. That's why they wanted him back. That's why they paid him like what sixteen, eighteen mil a year. <clears throat> so I don't know. Like personally, I would get rid of Terry and I would just start Ubre and I'll go Lamelo, Ubre, Hayward, um, Washington, and Mason Plumley. <clears throat> And I think a lot of lineups, a lot of closing lineups should feature LaMelo, Oubre, Hayward, Bridges, Washington together. I think that would be a lot of trouble for a lot of teams. Obviously against like teams that have like dominant good centers or even like good centers, that's going to be a problem on rebounding and, you know, protecting, not protecting the rim, but like, um, What's it called? Defending like the big, like a Joel. Like you can't do it against Joel, Jokic, Cat. Even like a Bam, I don't think you can do it against because Bam, he does bully like the smaller guys. Um, but I, that, that's that's just a fun lineup with a lot of spacing. Bridges became like a forty percent three point shooter. Washington can shoot. Hayward can obviously shoot. Ubre, like we don't know what what the fuck he can do. Like I don't even know if he's a good player or not. I know he's a talented player. I know he's a fine player, but I'm not. I'm not sure he's a starter in the league. You know, ideally he he seems to be like a like a seventh or sixth man. Like that's what ideally his role should be, because he can't shoot and he's not a great defender and he's not a great playmaker. So it's like, what what role do I have for you? And I'm just not sure. Like if you look at the Warriors lineups. Without Kelly Uber, they were killing teams. <clears throat> um, anything else happened? I'm still looking at the Laurie Markkinen situation. I don't know. Wh- I don't know where he's gonna go because he wants one year. No, no, he wants like a good contract, but teams just don't have money anymore. So it's like if if he wants a contract that's like ten mil a year, or twelve mil a year. It's gonna to have to be a sign and trade, and if you're if you're a team, do you really want to give up a first rounder for Laurie Markkinen? I guess if you're like a team that's gonna be like forty eight wins, and you're like, uh, yeah, Laurie Markkinen's worth like the nineteenth or twentieth pick, then yeah, I kind of get it. But if you're like a if you're like the Wolves, where it's like, oh shit, you know, we have a chance to be good. But we don't know. We might have another year where we win, like, 28 games or 30 games and get, like, a lottery pick. Do we want to waste that on Laurie Markkinen? Probably not. You know, if you're, like, the Pistons, you're like, hey, you know what, let's take a flyer on Laurie Markkinen. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you guys might be in the lottery again. Do you really want to give that up? So, you know, it's a lot of um, interesting options there. If I'm, like, I think what's going to happen, he's going to have to take a one-year like, the same as, like, Dennis Schroeder type. Like, he's going to have to take a one-year five mil somewhere. I don't know where, but that's that's the type of deal it feels like he's going to have to end up taking. If he really wants to get out of Chicago like that bad, it feels like he does. Uh, the other thing was Goran Dragic. He's with the Raptors, and he said, you know, I have higher ambitions. I will say this. I will say this. It's just that, firstly, the Raptors, I think, next year are going to be good. Like, not 50 wins or something like that, but, like, 47, 48 wins. Just because if you look at their lineups without Aaron Baines and if you looked at their lineups when they were healthy, 
They were like they were a good fucking team. It's just that they could never stay healthy at the same time, and Aaron Baines was still getting minutes. <clears throat> like every other lineup was killing teams and like actually working. Aaron Baines was just that bad this year. Aaron Baines did not look like an NBA player this last year. And the Raptors were good when everyone was playing. And I feel like, yeah, he's not as good as Lowry. But he is a good player and he could contribute to that team. And I just feel like they have, like the Raptors have enough defense person, defensive personnel and enough like know-how on the offensive end that they should, they sh- like next year they should be a top 10 defense and like a top, 13, 14, 15 offense because they have enough for that. Um, but he said, like, I have higher ambitions. Like, I get it. Like, you probably want to go play with Luca. You want to go play with, you know, a contender or something. I get that. And I do feel like that's one of those things where, you know, I heard Jimmy Butler talking about, like, Goran has improved his English, but still not there yet. Like, his English isn't amazing or anything. That is one of those things where it could just get lost in translation or whatever and maybe he didn't mean it like that I do feel like that's like a real possibility where you know he just meant he meant something else but like that's what he that's what he thought was the right thing to say but it's like oh shit oh that's what that means oh never mind that's not what I actually meant so you know that that was awkward (laughs) it's funny but it was awkward you're not going to find a trade for him. Like, he's going to have to take a buyout with, like, significant money cuts because there's no team out there that's really just going to trade for him. He's owed, like, 19 fucking million dollars or something. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, this is one of my pet peeves, and this is, uh, you know, you, I heard it, I'll, I hear it a lot in podcasts, I hear it a lot in media, I, and it just bothers me so much ever since the Clippers fucked it up in the bubble like even that I didn't really like it <coughs> but when it happened with the Clippers I was like alright I want this shit retired forever and that's calling a player a dog like he's a dog though like he's yeah he has all these flaws, but he's a dog though yeah well okay he's a dog Patrick Beverly is a dog I saw him getting DNPs in the playoffs but he's a, he's a dog though he's a dog I don't give a fuck I don't care that he's a dog Montrezl Harrell, he's a dog out there. Yeah, he was unplayable in the playoffs. Can he play or not? Like, I don't need you to be a dog. I just need you to be able to play basketball and not be scared out there. Like, this whole dog shit, like, it, do- it, it does nothing. Like, it makes no sense. Like, people are like, yeah, but, like, Kawhi's a dog. Like, you know, he's not, he doesn't speak out, but he's a dog. You know, he, he takes people's hearts. It's like, I don't give a fuck. LeBron's just better than him. Uh, you know, LeBron's not a dog. He doesn't have... The dude has won four championships, four MVPs. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, this whole dog shit needs to be retired. Like, there, there is something to be said about, you know, playing your hardest. You know, playing with a lot of effort and intensity. But, like, the whole dog shit, I fucking hate that. Like, that... Like, there's, there's something to be said about not playing scared. You know, I get that, but, like... The dog shit just needs to be retired. Like, because, you know, a lot of times it gets said about players that play with energy that aren't really that good. But they're, it's always like, yeah, he's a dog. I want him on my team. It's like, do you really? Like, do you really want this guy on your team? 
Because how is he helping you win a championship? Like, how is that, you know, dogness going to help that player make a corner three? Like, how is it? How is that helping? How is that dogness going to help when, you know, Nikola Jokic is putting him in under, under the basket for like the 11th time in a row? Like, how is, how is that helping? Like, either you're good at basketball or you're not. Either you're scared or you're not. And, like, I appreciate the fact that Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell are not scared out there. But, like, that means, like, it, like you, you need both of the things. You need to be able to play basketball. And you also need to not be scared. So, like, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I'll take this, you know, C-plus player over this B player because the C-plus player has, you know, that dog mentality. I don't give a fuck. I want the B player because he's better. That's why I want him. So, I want the dog show retired forever. It means nothing. And uh, aside from that, what else do I have to talk about? Oh, um, I've, I finally got into listening to music again. Just because, like, I, the way I worked, I worked at, uh, I did a lot of night shifts. And, I well, I used to, uh, I still do, actually. I still work night shifts. But the place that I used to work at, uh, a couple of years ago, all I all I would do was it was just me there for like eight hours in a warehouse. So I would just walk around for eight hours a day, just you know, listening to music or you know, watching shows, but mostly just listening to music. And I was listening to a lot of like sixties, seventies, eighties music, like, and I'm still doing that. Still, like, I still have a lot of artists to go through, like. James Brown I'm still like I'm pretty I'm pretty close to finishing the James James Brown discography and if you look at the James Brown discography it's like 50 albums like at least so like I'm still like I'm still finishing that from like two years ago just because I did it for so long like that I just got tired of listening to music like I still listen to music but I can't do more than like 15-20 minutes but Recently, I start. I tried, uh, you know, and I was just, I just wasn't caught up on like a lot of the new stuff unless you were like Drake or like The Weeknd or uh, Future releasing. I really just wasn't gonna listen to it. So I listened to all of Pop Smoke, like every single song, all the discography, the entire discography, like all the deluxe, everything. And this, the conclude, the, I came, I came up with a couple conclusions. One is that I didn't I didn't keep a lot of songs. There wasn't a lot of songs that I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep this because I want to listen to it later. It's probably like 10 songs all together that I actually kept. So like the batting averaging, the batting average wasn't that high. What I'll say though is, you know, I felt this way about a lot of artists where early on you can tell like, yeah, I might not... Like, this from this album, I didn't keep a lot of songs. But I can tell at some point they're going to just start making albums where it's going to be 15 songs. And I'm keeping, like, 10 to, like, 12 of them. Because they figure out the formula. And, like, Pop Smoke just hadn't figured out that formula yet. And it... Because the songs I like, I really like. So, it, it, it was mostly just about... I don't think he's figured out the formula yet. 
But once he does, okay, like I'm gonna be, it's gonna be like ten songs from each album that I'm just keeping and I'm listening to. And you know, I felt that way about Tyler the Creator too. Like Tyler the Creator, I don't think made like these great albums. But now you look at them and you're like, oh, it's like these are great albums. And um, you know, if you like, you really look at Pop Smoke. Like I'm pretty sure he's younger than me. Like I'm a '97 baby. I think he was like what '98. So, like, of course he was going to get there at some point. And, like, you can just see the talent. Like, it reminded me of, like, like rookie and, like, first-year Blake Griffin. Well, rookie and first-year is the exact same thing. I don't know why I had to say both of them. It reminded me of rookie Blake Griffin where it's, like, yeah, this is really fun and exciting. But, like, there's just so much potential there. Like, oh, he's going to turn into, oh, like, he's dunking over everyone. But imagine he added a three. Imagine he could make free throws. Imagine he could do this, this, and this. He might finish top three in MVP MVP voting, which is what Blake Griffin did. So, like, that's what it kind of reminded me of. And, um, yeah, like, I'm getting back into the music thing. I'm going to start, like, reviewing more albums and, like, newer artists. I might even, like, just start reviewing. <laughs> I might just start reviewing, like, old albums. Like, oh, you know, this is what I think of, um, you know, Marvin Gaye. You know, hear my dear, this is what I think of this, and this is what I think of that. So, you know, I'm going to be doing, like, because NBA season, like, I love the free agency. The first couple of days of free agency after that is, like, nothing to talk about. Unless there's a huge trade or something. I, I, there's not really much for me to talk about. So, until then, you know, I have to figure out other things to talk about. And I think I'm going to do, you know, music and... Um, hypotheticals and shit like that um you know one of the hypotheticals i've been thinking about is just uh rule changes and i guess i could talk no i'm gonna save that for the next episode because i do (laughs) i do need things to talk about for the next one um but yeah you know i really appreciate you guys listening and uh thank you for listening to another episode i catch this real quick Oh wow, oh wow, baby, why you acting funny towards me? Baby, I just need some company, company, company. Baby, I just need some company, company, company. You wanna go on a vacation, but you don't ask enough. You just be getting mad as fuck. I give a dick when she acting up Baby, you should let me hold you Let me be the one to Give you everything you want and need Baby, good love and protection I love your imperfections You are my selection Oh God Baby, I just need some company Company, company I just need some company, company, company Baby, I just need some company, company, company Baby, I just need some company, company, company